Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of The Stoop, and we have survived the blizzard of 2016. We are alive, but we are covered pretty much shoulder deep in snow here in the Northeast. I'm your host for tonight, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me, John Leary is back in town. What's going on, John? What's happening, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? Hopefully you're all nice and warm, shoveled out, ready to roll. Oh, man. So you're in the Boston area. I'm in the Philadelphia we got hit with almost probably three and a half feet here, and you said you got about ten inches. You're a lucky. Yeah, man. I'd say about ten inches. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They they they, they thought it was going to be a lot. Actually, uh, I want to say about Wednesday they said the weather uh, it changed for us, and we were probably going to get a dusting. So we got more than expected, but hey, we survived it. We're Boston, you know. We get snow all the time, so so obviously you do too. Boston, 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 you know what? I, I was thinking you guys probably got a little bit more than 10 inches, but all the tears of New England Patriots fans probably watched some of the same <laughs> But we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> I just want to keep uh, it yeah, here. It's, it's still fresh. It's still fresh. That's okay, though. That's all right. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk a little bit of Super Bowl 50 in a couple of minutes. But uh, real quick, tonight we're being joined by a beautifully talented actress, a, a really great uh, girl. I've, I've, I've gotten to know her a little bit over Facebook over the last uh, – about last year, year and a half, her name is Jamie Bernadette, and she's in the newest movie that she's doing. She's actually doing a lot of different projects right now, but we're going to be talking mainly about her new movie, which is called I Spit on Your Grave Deja Vu, and this is the actual sequel to the 1978 original I Spit in Your Grave, uh, starring Camille Keaton. Crazy movie, sick movie, man. Let me tell you, I watched it so many years ago, and I can't wait to talk to uh, Jamie about this movie and see if she was a fan of the original and also find out a little bit about the new one. I um, also want to send out a special thank you once again to Jesse Itzler, who joined us on this past Thursday show. Uh, Jeff Perini, a good friend of ours and our newest co-host, helped me uh, with that show on Thursday. John, I have to tell you, man, I've spoken to so many different celebrities in the field of sports, in movies, in music, uh, authors, and I have to say that was probably the most the most amazing show that we have ever done. I think it is my ultimate favorite. It was just an amazing show. Jesse was an amazing guest. And if you haven't listened to it yet, everybody, please log on to blogtalkradio.com slash stoopradio. Listen to the show with Jesse Etzler. Not only was it fun, not only was it entertaining, but for me, it was an inspirational one. Great, great stuff. Um, so let's talk a little bit of Super Bowl 50. John, you're a New England Patriots fan. They went up against Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos, unfortunately, but fortunately for me, your New England Patriots lost because I can't stand them. Um, what did you think about that game? Did you think, you know, the Denver Broncos were just the better team that game? Do you think the Patriots were a couple of steps off? What was your opinion on that game? Well, I mean, 
the Denver Broncos defense is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they they just attack Tom Brady left and right. <clears throat> uh, as far as as for the game itself, I, you know, I'm not being biased. I thought it was a great game. Two mm-hmm. great elite quarterbacks going yeah. at it. Um, you know, it came down to, it, it came down to a wire, a two point conversion. That's all. That's all the Patriots needed to tie the game up. Um, but you know, the kudos to the Denver Broncos. They they came they they came to play. Uh, you know, I do want to do a quick uh, little little say here, and and you know, people people are getting on Stephen Gostowski for the missed field goal. Excuse me, missed extra point. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that they're saying to this guy, you know, saying that they hope these kids die in a fiery car crash. Oh, and Jesus like, Christ. It's, it's, I mean, absolutely sickening to me as, as a football fan and as a Patriot fan that people would just reach to this level. I mean, an extra point is not make or break of that game. If anybody wants to blame anybody for that, it's the, it's the Patriots offensive line that's been patched together all year. Yeah. Um, it, but but to people, you know, for people to take it to that level is just it's, it's sickening to me. That's um, disgusting. That is absolutely. It, it disgusting. is. It is. I mean, I read some of the tweets, and it's just it, it's sickening, and it, it's it's no. It should not come down to that. I mean, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's people just taking it too far, or they're just complete losers, and they have nothing else in life other than professional sports. But you know, there's been so many players in the history of sports that have you know, didn't swing at a third strike and lost the championship. I'm a Mets fan. We got that with Carlos Beltran in the playoffs many years ago. Many kickers right. have missed a field goal or an extra point. Many hockey yeah. players have missed the open net. Many basketball players, stars, have missed the open shot. So, I mean, you well, can't get that. I mean, people are human. Yeah, That's it. People are human. People make mistakes. So, you know, with that being said, um, I thought it was a great game. Uh, I, I I'm proud of I'm proud of my Patriots for the way they played this year. Uh, win or lose, you know I'll be a diehard. Doesn't matter. Um, as far as Super Bowl Fifty, I think Peyton Manning's going to have a real hard time against this Carolina defense. Carolina just completely dismantled the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. I, um, I'm shocked. Shocked. I I, I thought it was going to be a closer game than it was. I mean, I thought the Cardinals were going to be as. That was that was just an incredible incredible loss by the Cardinals. I really thought the Cardinals were going to take that one. I was, I'm still speaking about. I, I, yeah, I, I am too. I mean, I don't really particularly like Cam Newton that much. Um, I don't like, I don't care for his antics, but yeah, you know, as far as you know, Arizona just they just came flat. It, it was kind of sad to be honest with you. Yeah, between the Cardinals' defense and and Carlson Palmer just just falling flat on his face, it, it was tough. I would yeah. I, I I called the Denver Arizona Super Bowl only because I really thought Arizona could get there with the way they've been playing, and I just I, I can't ever go for the New England Patriots for a Super Bowl. You know that I'm a Jets fan. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, I know that's our rivals, and yeah. I really I, I honestly I I really have no respect for for that team at all. But um, I, I was just I was blown away. I I thought. Denver played a phenomenal game. I thought I thought Carolina played an absolutely amazing game. If Carolina continues that into Super Bowl Fifty, they're easily going to be Super Bowl champions. But at the same time, I kind of want to see Peyton win one more time before he retires. I think if he wins, he could easily retire right after that game, and that's it, man. You know, that's it for the Peyton Manning I, show, and that's it. And I think that's exactly what Peyton Manning needs. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, listen, and we all we're all pretty well aware of his regular season numbers, um, but for uh, for him to win this for him to win the Super Bowl, that's exactly what he needs. And I don't. I don't have anything against Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? I, I, I try to want to hate him as being a Patriot fan in those years in Indy and those years in, in Denver, but I can't. I can't hate the guy. He's very deserving of what he's gotten. So, you know. And he's always very classy about it, too. He is. He's very, very classy. He's a classy football player. He's a cla- you know, he, he respects the game, respects other players, and, you know, who, who, can, fault, who can fault him for that? So, I mean, all the power to him, but I, I definitely don't think – I don't think – I think Carolina – excuse me, Carolina is going to win this game. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's funny. It's You know, you were just talking about Cam Newton's antics uh, throughout the season. And I have to say, with the way he's been playing, I wonder if he's if if he's purposely doing those antics because of all the naysayers, man, all the people that have downed him in his career. I mean, as soon as he came out, we've heard of so many people even say that – uh, you know, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Josh Freeman was going to be a better quarterback than him, and people stayed. Oh my God, I remember Freeman that. to start their franchise over Cam Newton, and it's like, I'm sorry, look at the way Cam Newton's playing this year. I mean, he he showed sparks of being able to play like this, but he has consistently kept it together this season to come out as being a phenomenal quarterback in just in all areas of the game this season. So, I think it, I think the biggest thing I think the biggest thing that Cam Newton worked on was the fact of becoming a uh, pocket passer. And early in his career, he was more of like a, uh, you know, run and gun. Um, yeah. Now, it, with him becoming a pocket passer, I think he's he's developed into a way better quarterback than, um, you know, than first thought. I still, I just, I don't know. Like the showboating just really gets on my, my nerves. I just, I just. I just want, you know, if you score a touchdown, drop the, drop the ball and move on, you know? I, but you know what? I, I feel like that in, in every sport. I feel like, you know what, man, especially when a team, especially in football, when a team's down by like three touchdowns and one guy gets a big tackle and he's going nuts like, woo, you know, I did it, I did it. It's like, come on, man, yeah. you're down by three touchdowns. You're probably going to lose. What are you showboating about? And You know what? And that's the same thing that goes with uh, basketball. You know, just to bring this up real quick, there was a report coming out. That uh, the, you know, the Lakers lost. I believe it was last night or the night before. You know, Kobe Bryant was pissed off because these guys were smiling and celebrating after the loss, and it's like that's that's not the way you do things, right? You know, that's right. not the way you. And that's, do and that's exactly so, right. That's yeah. exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. It's it goes for every sport. It's uh, you know, don't don't celebrate. You know, individual statistics. These are all they're all team sports. You know what I mean? If your team's yeah. down. You know, it's okay to show emotion once in a while. I mean, if you come back from three touchdowns and then you celebrate, well, that's a different story. Yeah. You know, you just you just overcame something. But don't, you know, don't showboat because you, you know, sack the quarterback and it's fourth quarter, 15 seconds left, and you're down by three. You know, it's not it's not worth it. Yeah. So what's your prediction for Super Bowl 50? Who do you got? Well, like I said, as much as I think uh, – as much as I wouldn't mind Peyton Manning winning, I, I, I'm going to go with Carolina. I'm going to I'm going to say, you want to put a point spread on this? No, you know what? We don't even have to. Just say, is it going to be close, or you think Carolina is going to dismantle the Broncos like they did the Arizona Cardinals? I think they're going to dismantle them. I think it's going to be a okay. blowout. Okay. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I I I really want Peyton to get his swan song and just be able to win it and retire. And I think guys like even like Demarcus Ware, you know, it would be nice because he's he's going towards the tail end of his career and see people like that. Um, so many years in Dallas, yeah, 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I got to say, I, I really think Carolina is actually going to win this one. And uh, if they do, congratulations to them because they, they really deserve it. They had a phenomenal, phenomenal season. Uh, you know, I, I wish Cam Newton would cut out the antics, but, you know, his, his, his play is speaking for everything. So I really think uh, the Carolina Panthers are going to walk away Super Bowl 50 champions. So it's going to be a good game, though. It really is, I think. Yeah, it definitely is going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, man. So on Thursday, when uh, Jeff and I were talking to Jesse Etzler afterwards, we said that on today's show, we were going to unveil a new guest that we were going to have sometime in February. And we have a date on that show. And it's going to be a great, great show. Um, you, you know, can't wait to speak to her. She's, she's such a, a nice, nice woman and uh big fan of hers. Her name is Jennifer Gottlieb. And if you don't know her by that name, you know her as the Miss Box of Junk on That Metal Show, VH1 Classics, That Metal Show. She's going to be joining us on February 15th uh, to talk a little bit about uh, the, that metal show, and hopefully we can get her comments on VH1 letting go of that metal show and not renewing it. Um, and we're also going to talk a little bit about her fitness career and everything else. Um, so, John, have you ever watched that metal show? You know, I watched it uh, when it first started. Um, it's been – I don't even I don't even think I have VH1 anymore uh, – you know, because I don't, I don't even have cable. I use Roku. But, um, you know, I, I watched it when it first came out. Great idea. It's it's, it's good to have, um, you know, a show that it really, it you know, displays our genre of music. You know, I know we Absolutely. talked about it last Monday about how that's, you know, that's a style of music that we like. You know, metal, old school metal. Um, I, I don't know. Do they play a little bit of the new stuff? Because I, I don't. Um, you know, they'll talk to some, you know, some of the newer artists, but they mostly have had on, you know, guys like, uh, you know, you know, Slash has been on, uh, Billy Sheen has been on, Chris Jericho, uh, you know, professional WWE wrestler and also the frontman for Fozzie has been on. So it's yeah. been, you know, mostly some of the bigger, bigger acts, and, you know, um, um, John Five's been on and, you know, Rob Zombie's been on a bunch of times. So, yeah, it's it's mostly the guys that we know um, from the past. Uh, there are some new people on it. But, you know, like you said, man, that that's our favorite genre of music, and it, it's a great show. I've watched it religiously. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the last two seasons because of, uh, you know, lots of uh, things going on, becoming a parent and, you know, moving and all of that good stuff. So I kind of lost tune in it. But, uh, you, you know, to find out that VH1 uh, Classic wasn't going to renew it, and they are going to let them go. That 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 was really a shock to me because I know people go absolutely nuts for the show. I'm sure that's one of their highest rated shows on the thing. But the good news is, is that the network, which you never hear about them doing this, and I think this is really classy of VH1, they gave the keys to the show to uh, Eddie Trunk, uh, Don Jameson, and Jim Florentine uh, to see if they can take it elsewhere and another network can pick it up. So I'm I'm really hoping that's the case. And I, I, I really can't see other networks picking up, but I I really hope that they can get it somewhere on Netflix, because I I think that could be something big for not only Netflix, but also for that metal show, um, you know, where they're not going to have to worry about who they have on, what they say all the time, and be beeped out and be edited down. I think that would be a really good platform for it. Um, You know, and then making it a a longer show than, you know, than the hour, too, or the half hour would be absolutely brilliant. Well, yeah, I mean, if Netflix could pick them up, I think that would be a huge gain for them. Um, you know, I know HBO has been kind of doing a whole new set of just regular shows. I mean, I don't know, you're, with you being a parent and all, have you have you heard that Sesame Street is now on HBO? I heard about that. I don't, I don't have HBO. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but I, but I, I mean, do, do I, but it, it's, I mean, it, you know, HBO would be a pretty good platform for them or. Yes, no, I, I would um, think so, but I, I, but I have to, I have to think that more people now have Netflix than HBO. I mean, you know, the, mm. the Netflix subscribership is just out of this, out of this world. I, I, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head right now, but I read something a couple of days ago where uh, Netflix said that they had, and I'm going to shoot out on the hip if, if, if there's any list of listeners uh, that want to call in and correct me, but I could have swore that they said they had 75 million subscribers. I wouldn't be surprised if that. Yeah, was and I would think that's a hell of a lot more than HBO. Oh yeah, it so. definitely is. I mean, the other, I mean, you know, if you guys are listening, Fuse, uh, Fuse Network too. Fuse Network is a. I actually don't know. It, it used to be a Canadian-born, um, like MTV type platform, and they changed. They used to be Much Music. Do you remember Much Music? Uh, no, I don't remember mm-hmm. much music, but I do know uh, what Fuse is, and uh, yeah, I know I know that the headquarters is down in New York. So okay, so they might have moved over to the uh, the American side, but it's that's that's another place for them. To, you know, they used to have a metal show on there, and I believe it they was, used to um, play a lot of metal on that show. And I got to tell you, man, I've watched Fuse a couple of times, not 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 that recent, but just you know a bunch of months ago, and. I don't know. I kind of think they swayed away from that a little bit. So, I mean, they probably did. Uh, hopefully, they don't join the same ranks as uh, MTV and playing nothing but reality TV shows. So, let's hope that. I, I um, hope so, man. We 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 need more shows like that metal show, and I and I really hope to God that Eddie, Don, and Jim, um, and and the rest of the gang over there really find a good place for this. That it's gonna, you know, that it's gonna fit. So, really keep my dream because I because I, I I love that show. Um. You know, it's 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 a great platform. I've met Don Jameson. I've spoken to him a couple of different times. He's he's a really good guy. Eddie Trunk. I've been listening to Eddie for years, and I've also uh, have his books. And uh, you know, Jim is a is 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 a funny funny dude. So it'll be nice. And and Jennifer Gottlieb, who we're gonna have on February fifteenth, Miss Box of Junk. Uh, she's just she's just amazing too. So uh, it's it's gonna be fun to talk to her about all of that and some more. Uh, speaking about. Heavy metal and the rock scene. Uh, we got to send our condolences out to the friends and family of former Rainbow and Dio bassist Jimmy Bain after he passed away this week at the age of 68. Here's another guy, John. I mean, you know, Jimmy Bain, uh, you know, just a phenomenal, phenomenal bassist. Uh, you know, did some legendary stuff with Rainbow, did some legendary things with Ronnie James Dio, and now he's gone in his 60s too, man. It's, it seems everybody's just dropping in their 60s, and it's really scary. I- it is very scary. Like like we talked about last Monday. I mean, just just in the past like I don't know four weeks, we've lost I don't know maybe ten people, maybe more. Just yeah. the, you know either old age or cancer or whatever. And it's just it's getting ridiculous now. You know. <laughs> I mean, we're not even past January already, and it's and it's already know, one by one by one by one. I mean, it's it's crazy, you know. And I know. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it on Monday, but also, you know, I feel so terrible for Celine Dion, man, with her husband passing away and, you know, they were together for so many years and he was such a, you know, a, a big part in the music industry. And then just a, a day or two later, her brother dying and it's like, man, you know, that's, that's hard stuff. You know, that, that's, that's just really just hard stuff. And, you know, it, it's just so many people are dropping now and, and it's crazy. So, uh, you know, I really hope, uh, I hope this is it. You know, I, I know death is inevitable. Yeah. I know more and more musicians and more and more celebrities are going to start dropping, especially as we're getting older because the people we grew up 
are in their 60s, 70s, and even 80s, or even already gone. Right. But I hope that now, that's it for at least a little bit because it, it's it sucks. See, you know, not to not to make fun of the situation, but I mean, Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones is still alive. Keith Richards kind of outliving everybody. Everybody. Do you see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's almost weird. <laughs> as much as Keith Richards has done in his life, he's, yeah, out, you know he's outlived Bowie. And, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't wish anything bad for Keith Richards, but damn, man. No, definitely not. Yeah. That's not what I mean. No. But, uh, uh, they, <laughs> it's tough. It's it's tough to really see all of these guys dropping off. I mean, you know, just just going back to our list from 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 uh, last Monday, we spoke about uh, Let Me Kill Meister from Motorhead, legendary legendary frontman and bassist for them. I mean, I was I was blown away by that. And then David Bowie dying, that was just that was just wow. You know, after after hearing about all these other people dying, and then um, Alan Rickman, uh, you know, amazing actor dying from cancer, Angus Scrim. Uh, the tall man from Phantasm passing away in, in that thing. Scott Weiland, uh, unfortunately, dying of an overdose, and you know that's that's a shame. That the, the legendary Natalie Cole passing away. Uh, Dan yeah. Haggerty played uh, Grizzly Adams. Dale Griffin from Mata Hopple. Glenn Fry from the Eagles. Mick Gillette from Tower of Power, and then just uh, you know a few weeks before then, Wayne Rogers from Mash who played Trapper John. It's like. Man, one by one by one, and 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 unfortunately, I'm missing people because there were some other people that did pass away. You know that uh, we, we we didn't get to mention. Um, yeah, man, it, it's tough, man. It's 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 always weird when one person passes away of of such fame, of such importance, of some you know somebody that you've always have listened to, have watched, have admired, and then all of a sudden it's like a trickle down effect. Like they always say, it comes in threes. But it's like, man, if if it comes in threes, man, we've had we've had groups of 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 six or seven now of that over the last few weeks, right. man. It, it's it's sad. It's sad. You know, it really is sad. It's very sad. Yeah, I agree. Very very sad. Yeah. Well, in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by uh, the beautifully talented uh, Jamie Bernadette to speak about her newest movie. I spit on your grave, deja vu. Um, really looking forward to that, John. If I I know you haven't seen it. But you have to watch the 1978 version with Camille Keaton, man. It is crazy, crazy, crazy movie, man. It, it, it'll make you sit there and be like, ah, ah, <laughs> watching some of this, man. It's, 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 it's. You know, she goes. You know, I'm trying to just refresh my uh, my uh, brain here, but she goes, you know, on like a little trip to a cabin, um, and what happens is there's a bunch of, I guess you could say rednecky people that uh basically do a gang rape on her um which is which is absolutely crazy and back then it was so controversial because it took up 30 minutes of of the film's runtime um and it was really crazy and then she gets her vengeance by going after these guys and just really just just massacring throughout the whole movie i mean some some crazy crazy scenes six scenes but like i said back then it was a controversial movie and today it's a cult classic it's 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 absolutely brilliant the way they did it um if they did it today I you know the way they did it back in 1978. I don't I don't know if it would even come out for people to view it. Man, it was it was that crazy. So, oh well, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out. That's, yeah, uh, you definitely have to watch it. If 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 you like movies like that, you'll have to watch it. Um, and and I also recommend it to our listeners. It's and I'm gonna tell you right now, I'll give you the warning. It's it's a crazy crazy sick movie. Um, like I said, very controversial back in the late 70s when it came out, but. You know, it, it led into many remakes, and now we have this is the original sequel. Um, 
excuse me, this is the actual sequel to the original 1978 movie. We had some remakes with uh, the, the awesome Sarah Butler, um, but that wasn't an actual sequel to the 1978 version. And now we have this movie where Jamie uh, plays Camille Keaton's daughter in, in, in this, and uh, they come looking for her. So it'll be interesting to uh, get Jamie's take on it and hear her side of everything. And she should be calling in uh, real, real soon. Oh. So, John, I got to tell you, man, hockey season's been crazy, man. My ranges have been terrible. How are your Bruins doing? Uh, not too bad. I'm actually, I can, uh, I got them on right now. They're leading 2 nothing against the Flyers. Looking pretty good. They're off and on. Um, uh, the Flyers, man, that's easy. That's an easy win. Well, hey, the last time they played against them, they lost 5-1, to one, so. 5-1. to one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they were on a hot streak there. They won, like, 11 games in a row. No. And then they lost, uh, you know, five out of their, their last six games. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, they're currently on a, uh, you know, they, they won on, uh, what day was it, Saturday night in the okay. shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they're doing pretty good. They climbed up. They're ahead uh, in the standings by two against the Canadians, which mm-hmm. give, them, give them fits every time. But, yeah, they're, yeah. they're they're all right. They're holding on. I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to be a Stanley Cup uh, contender this year, but they'll be all right. Yeah, they'll get there. Yeah, speaking yeah, of uh, sports, I, I, this is another thing I have to ask you. I actually wanted to ask you this personally off the air, but I'll just bring it up now. Uh, we're going to have former NBA player and NBA champion Chucky Brown, who uh, was with the Houston Rockets when he beat my New York Knicks back in 94. He's going to be coming on and talking NBA with us uh, in the near future. But i got to ask you this. Isaiah Thomas, man, is he one of the most underrated players in the league? Straight up. Uh, I, I can't deny that. He yeah. he just takes over a game. And the fact that the Celtics want to make Marcus Smart the starter over him, it just it baffles me. I mean, I, now, as you know, I'm not a big basketball guy. I don't, you know. I don't follow it too much, but you know, obviously, I pay attention to my Celtics because, well, you know, I'm Boston, yeah. and that's what we do. We pay attention to all the uh, all the teams. But um, you know, Isaiah Thomas, what did he drop? Like 20 points in like two quarters yesterday, or something like that. Against, I mean, what they play the 76ers, who yes, yes, I, I believe have the worst record in the NBA. Is that correct? Oh yeah, they're 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 absolutely awful. All right, so that's I mean, but still, you know, 20 points. The kid is just. Kids just phenomenal. I'm 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 hoping that when the coaches vote in the reserves for the All Star game, I, I really hope he makes it as the Celtics uh, representative because he's just I I wish that the Knicks could somehow unload him from from Boston and, and bring him in. I I love him. I think I I absolutely mm. think that he's probably if not one of the but he is the most underrated player in the NBA right now. He is such a, uh, a funny a good too player. because when when they when they picked him up last year after the trade deadline. He yeah. just jump started us. Um, yeah. They they immediately became into a playoff contention. Yeah. You know, of course they had to go against the Cavaliers in the first round, but yeah, still, it, it's, you know, it's amazing how a team can just pick up that one little piece. I know with the Philadelphia 76ers, they were on that crazy, crazy loss. What were they? 0 and 28 before they won, or 0 and 29? But then all of a sudden yeah. they picked up Ish Smith, and they won like six now, I think since they've brought him in and he's really just jump starting their team. So it's it's really phenomenal how one player can just really push a team to their max limit and take them to, you know, to to you know, just get them over the hump in some of those games where they usually lose by 5 or 6. 
You know, and I, right. and I that's Isaiah Thomas for the Boston Celtics. I agree. Let, let me ask you a quick question um, before we move on. Derek Fisher as a coach, your thoughts? Uh, don't like him. Wasn't happy with the hiring in the first place. Um, I I really wish that eventually they do get rid of him. I don't think he's 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 a as a terrible head coach, but I think he needed some kind of experience sitting on a bench and being an assistant. But as you know, in the NBA, it doesn't work out as well anymore because these players are coming in and just taking over these head coaching spots. Jason Kidd being one of them. Um, I, right. I I really hope you know with. With the Cavaliers firing David Blatt, which is still just which blows me away. I was, that LeBron, yeah, I was just about to yeah, I was about to know, lead that LeBron doing. It's like I wish the Knicks could fire Fisher and bring in Blatt, or even work something out with Golden State and bring in Luke Walton because Luke Walton's uh, you know track record with Golden State while Steve Kerr was out was just absolutely phenomenal. So I wish yeah, something like that yeah. could happen, but I don't think it will, unfortunately. So so. So by the Cavaliers firing um, David, what what was the premise behind that? They had they were <laughs> he has a he has a very high winning record. Why would they fire him? I it's 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 all about LeBron, man. It's it's all LeBron's doing. You know, all these reports are coming out saying that these uh, unknown players are saying this, that, and the other thing. And uh, you know, it's it's just bull. You know, it's it's LeBron wanted what he wanted, and supposedly. Uh, LeBron wanted Mark Jackson, but the Cavaliers, uh, I, I, I guess, made a deal with him and said, well, they'll go half with him and they'll sign Tyron Lue as their new head coach. And uh, the first game with Tyron Lue, I mean, they, they, they got their asses handed to him. So, um, it, you know, it's just LeBron doing LeBron-type stuff. And it's a shame because, you know, David Blyer is saying, oh, what a terrible coach he is. No, he's not a terrible coach. Not only is he, did, did he lead the team in his first year to the NBA Finals, He's got the best record in the Eastern Conference now, and he's one of the best coaches over in Europe. You know, and, and, and you know the stuff he did with the Israeli team too, and everything. I mean, he is one of the best coaches going, and it's a shame that instead of going to a team like the Knicks where he would have been appreciated, he went to Cleveland, and now he's out of a job. But I hope uh, another team picks him up eventually, John. But you know. Crazy. Um, we have our guest joining us right now, and uh, let's welcome the awesome Jamie Bernadette. Jamie, how's it going? Good. How are you? We're doing, doing real Jamie? good. Good. Oop, hold on. We got a little static here. Okay, there we go. Uh, John, you want to kick oh. it off? Oh, sure. Hey, Jamie. Um, just a quick Hi. question for you. Um, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about your newest movie, I Spin on Your Grave, Deja Vu? And uh, what kind of character are you playing in it? Well, I'm playing the daughter of Jennifer Hills, which is Camille Keaton, of course, from the 1978 film, the original film, I Spin on Your Grave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, based on what happened in that film, if you've seen that film, um, the men that victimized her you know, who she went back and got her revenge on. The the family members of those men are are pretty angry. Hmm. And there's really not too much more that I can say about that, about <laughs> the plot or anything. Yeah. That's just what the producers have released um so far. So that's really all that I could say about the the plot there. Yeah, okay. we were just uh, talking about that before you got on the air with us, and unfortunately, John never saw the original. I got to see the original many, many years ago. 
um, when I was a teenager, and uh, it, it was it was a crazy movie. So I have to ask you, when you got this role, did you ever see the original movie before that, and were you a fan of it, or you know did you go and see it after you got the role? I had already seen it um, yeah. about a year before my first audition, uh-huh. so I knew all about it. I had so many people in the entertainment industry recommend this film to me, and one particular director recommended I see it before we start filming this other film that I was doing. So I made sure to watch it, and I absolutely loved it. You know, some people see it as this misogynistic film, and I saw it as a feminist film. I saw it as empowering women, and Later, when I learned more about why Mayer, the writer-director, um, created the movie, was based on um, true events that inspired him to, to make it. So it very much is about empowering women in a feminist film. So, And, yeah, from the time that I first saw it, I, I loved it, and I thought it was brilliant and raw and real and... <laughs> I'd never see anything like it. Oh yeah, oh so, yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what we were just talking about. You know what a controversial movie it was when it came out in the '70s, and how people were just like, "Wow, they couldn't believe a movie like this existed." But you know, now you watch it, and it's a totally different feeling than it was in the '70s when you first watched it. But you were just bringing up, uh, you know, the original director and mayor. How was it working with him? Oh, it was phenomenal. He's kind and warm and. He's such an actor's director. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he really knows good acting work, so he really gets in there and he works with you. And he's just phenomenal. He's a brilliant mind. He's, um, I always say he's a very good psychologist. He reads people really well and understands human nature really well. And I think that's why the first film was so powerful. Um, because of the writer behind it who understands people and the darker side of humanity. So, and I got to know him very well on the shoot and in the pre-production phase and through the audition process and all of that. And from the moment I met him at the callback, I just loved him dearly and his son, Terry. They're like really down-to-earth, warm people. And I left that room well, when I walked in the room, I was like, I want to book this movie because I love yeah. this movie. And then when I left, I was like, yeah, I still want to book this movie, but I want to work with them. It was like that strong of a connection that I felt um, during that callback when I first met him. Yeah. Did you have to audition more than once for the movie, or was it pretty much a lockdown after you auditioned? I had to audition three times. I sent in a tape first. And then I didn't hear from them for about nine months. And I was like, oh, darn, you know, they they must have picked someone else. Yeah. And then my, nine months later, they called me in for an in-person callback, which I went in and did a couple of scenes. And then Mayor just kept handing me scene after scene <laughs> after scene. And I would read it once, and I would just yeah. do it. And I was in there for maybe about 45 minutes. And then I called in a third time, and I was in there for five hours reading with all different actors and everything. And wow. They still hadn't decided on me yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a, a very intense audition process. Yeah. Did you – now, when you were in there for those five hours, was there any time during those five hours where you're thinking in your head, wow, I must have this part? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely. Um, definitely. And at one 
point, Mayor said something that I was like, oh, I got the car, you know, um, something about needing me to connect with um, the actors that I will be working with. A, yeah. It was like a statement like that. Not That's not word for word, but it was something like that. And I thought, oh, I got the part. And I was like, yeah, you know. And I was the only Christy there reading that day. So, But then when I left, the producer, Terry, and I talked, and he was like, yeah, we're still kind of looking around. And I'm like, oh, you know. Oh, man. I was just so bummed. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so they continued to see more. They saw hundreds of actors for only a handful of parts, hundreds and hundreds over months. So, yeah. Yeah, that must have been nerve-wracking. <laughs> it was. Uh, and then it was a few months of, what, at one time point, Terry would call me, like, once a week for like four weeks and then it was like every other week and it was like I want to check your schedule or I want to check this or we would talk about my hair or like you know so it was it was a lot of back and forth and um but you know as an actor and having worked in the industry for a while I know better than to get my heart set on anything so mentally I think I was prepared to not have the role um but when he called me and told me I had it I was bawling my eyes out. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I remember when you uh, when you were talking about it on Facebook, because you and I have been friends on Facebook for a while now, and you said, oh, I got I got good news, but I can't say it just yet, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, come on, what, what, did, what did she get? What did she get? And when you said it was this movie, I said, oh, man, I remember the original. That was crazy. So I so I just, I was thinking, she's in for a, a, a big a big treat. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Um. So a little bit of uh, information about this movie. Do you know uh, about what time it could be released? Or well, there's talks of October of this year. Okay. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. You know, in post production right now, it's it's in editing, the editing phase. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I would say it's about a third of the way through the editing phase. So it just depends on distribution and when they want to release it and when we're, you know, they're all done with um, color correction and sound and everything that goes into editing a movie. It's crazy. So, yeah, it just all depends, but it'd be great if it released this Halloween. That would be lovely. Oh, that would be absolutely amazing. And we'll definitely keep our listeners uh, up to date with that when this uh, movie is going to be released. Um, a, A little bit about you real quick. I jumped on your IMDb page today and I, I don't know if you're just the busiest woman in in acting right now, but you have so many pre and post productions <laughs> going on right now, and a lot of different movies announced. Can you let our listeners a little bit, you know, just let them know a little bit what's on this plate in 2016 for you? Sure, I have a the next film coming out is All Girls Weekend. It's a all girl female uh, horror film, and it's about five friends who get lost in the woods, but. It's a lot more than that, and um, there's a great twist on it. Lou Simon is a brilliant writer. When I read the script, I was like, I have to do this. (laughs) So that's coming out in April, and then I actually produced a film and wrote a film called The Sixth Friend, and ironically, that's an all-female principal cast. There's some male minor roles, but um, in that we are nearly complete, and we're hoping to get that out this year as well. I mean, it could be a matter of three to to nine months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, because like I said, when I looked at the IMDb page, I, I knew you were talking about a couple of different things like uh, Smothered by Mothers uh, you were talking about on your Facebook page. But when I looked on here, 
you, I mean, I could, I had to scroll down to get rid of all the red stuff. Everything's pre-production or completed or announced. And I said, wow, I think Jamie's the busiest person in show business right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Smothered by Mothers is fantastic. It's a comedy. It's in, hmm. it's in post-production and I'm not sure when that'll be released, but yeah. it's fantastic to work on that. There's a lot of um, great stars on that that I looked up to. So it was really phenomenal experience. It's a, it's a really funny script, too. I do a lot of horror, but which people know about, but I also do comedy, which some people don't know, you know, as well as my horror. But Yeah, absolutely. And and you also did a little uh, spot appearance on Girl Meets World, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was really, really on it so many people comment on that it's so funny and I actually was like oh it was on like I didn't even know about it but my friend told me and I went on and watched it but yeah (laughs) and I was great because I was watching with my wife and there you are standing on the uh, subway platform I said I think that's Jamie Pernadette and she's like who and I said somebody I you know an actress I know that I'm friends with on Facebook and that's when I, I wrote to you and I asked, was that you? And you said, yeah, it wasn't me. So I was like, ah, oh, yes, I got it right. So, yeah, so that was, uh, that was something, a little pop-up appearance by you. I really enjoyed it. That was, that was cute. So, um, Thank you. Yeah, so let's uh, just let our fans know that you can follow Jamie on Facebook by going to Facebook.com slash Jamie Bernadette fan page. Um, or you can go to The Stoop on Facebook, and we're going to post a link to your page on there. Or you can go to JamieBernadette.com as well. Jamie. I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight, and I really hope to get you back in the future so we can talk more about your career. Yeah, it would be great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you so Jamie. much. You have a good day. What's that? I said you have a good night. Thank you so much. Oh, you too. Thank you. Take care. That that was da- Jamie Bernadette. She is playing in I Spit in Your Grave, Deja Vu, uh, the original, the actual sequel to the original I Spit on Your Grave from 1978. Um, really, really in- incredible actress. I've seen her in a couple of things. Like I said, she had a little bit of a, a little bit of a teaser part on uh, Girl Meets World on Disney Channel. And I was, I was, it was nice that I got to point her out on that one, John. I was, I felt good about myself that night. So I was going to say, that was a, that was a shining moment for you right there. Oh, it was cool, you know. Like I said, me and Jake you know, are friends on Facebook, and I like to follow her career, and we talk every once in a while on there. So I'm sitting down, and you know, I'm half asleep watching this one night, and I said, "Wait, wait, wait a minute, that that's Jamie." <laughs> so it was it was really cool. But uh, like I said, you can you can follow her by going to jamiebernadette.com, uh, facebook.com/slash jamiebernadette fan page, or you can visit the stoop later. Um, our page on Facebook where we'll put up a link to that so you can follow uh, not only Jamie's career but also find out when this movie is going to come out and when some of the other movies that she announced is coming out. Uh, like I said, beautifully talented actress, uh, really, really phenomenal, and she's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I and I really can't wait to see her, uh, you know, just all of a sudden one day on, on the big screen and all, all over national television. It's going to be some good stuff for her. So. Um, yeah. We're we're getting to the tail end of our show here, so we got to talk about our future guests, John. Um, February is going to be a good show. We might have some guests still at the end of this uh, month, but we're not sure yet. But coming up in February, we're going to have Jessica from the rock band Psycha. She's going to be joining us. And on that show, Dan Gutschmidt, the lead singer and lead guitarist for the rock band Adrenaline, is going to be co-hosting with us. And then, like we announced earlier today, Jennifer Gottlieb, Miss Box of Junk from That Metal Show, is going to be joining us on February 15th to talk about... What else? That metal show and also her fitness career because you know what? She kicks ass and she is in shape to do it. So it's it's going to be really fun to talk 
you know, uh, metal and rock music with her as well as her fitness career. And then also sometime in February, which we're really, really looking forward to, our good friend Dan Gutschmidt and Adrenaline, they're going to come on the show and we're going to talk about their band, their career, their latest album, which is called Ignite Chapter One, which you heard a little bit tonight because that's our intro song. Yes, Adrenaline was nice enough to let us use their intro song, which we're really, really excited about. Um, you can find their album on their website, adrenalinemusic.com, as well as, you know what, go on the Facebook good. page, though. It really is, man. It's uh, They're already working on Chapter 2, and I keep telling Dan, hurry up, because I want it. <laughs> I want to listen to it. Uh, chapter he one. wants the exclusive. Yeah, exactly. I want. I don't even want the exclusive. I just want it on my MP3 player so I can listen to it all at work. So that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> It'll be good, man. You know they, uh, they, you know Dan keeps me up to date with Chapter Two, and I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to listening to it. It's going to be a really, really good one. Also, I, I got off the horn right before the show with Chucky Brown, a former NBA player and NBA champion. He's going to be joining us real soon too to talk a little NBA. We're going to get a little sports talk in here for our listeners who love sports, which is pretty much John and myself and everybody we know. So that's. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be some that's fun right. stuff, John. We're, we 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 swung out of sports and we're hitting every genre now. So far, we've had on Kevin Sorbo and Jamie Bernadette from the world of uh, movies and television, and then we had Jesse Etzler from the world of books and pretty much everything else because he was a rapper. So we can say he was a musician, still is a musician because I know I know he still dabbles in it. But now we got to go back to sports sometimes too, man. I mean that's we got to hey, we got to hit our, uh, our grassroots or our stomping grounds once in a while. I like that, man. We got to go back to our grassroots. I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh man, so that's great. So yeah, you know what? It's it's a shorter show tonight, but um, it's for a good reason. I'm tired, and John's tired. So that's right. But we'll that's be okay. back. It's because you know, yeah, that's, we're fathers, and that's what happens. Absolutely. So <laughs> there won't be a show this Thursday, and as of right now, there is no show next week. But that could change. That could change real quickly because we're in talks with so many different people to come on our show. Uh, really excited about the list of people that we are uh, in talks with. Um, I would drop names, but I don't want to get people excited because you never know if it can work out or not. So, But there could be a right. show next week. Uh, keep a tune in to The Stoop on Facebook, or you can go to Twitter um, and actually follow me personally. It's J Raggis, S-C-L. Do that on Twitter, and we talk a lot about the radio show on there. Um so, yeah, that's it for tonight. Once again, I want to thank Jamie Bernadette for joining us to talk about our newest movie, I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu. Um, and I want to thank my good friend and co-host, John Leary. John, thank you for joining me. Thank man. you very much. Oh, much obliged, it. my friend. I appreciate it. We always have good times, man. That's say. You can't have good times without good buddies. Good times, good buddies. I, I, um, I, I'm just making stuff up as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. All right, so uh, for John Leary, I'm Jonathan Raggis. Thank you so much for tuning into The Stoop, and we'll see you soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.